We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you're here. I am your host and your coach, Brittany King. Uh, I have decided that it's time to step up my podcast game. And instead of releasing two episodes a month, I am committed to serving and I'm up in it to four episodes a month. So you're going to get weekly episodes instead of bi-weekly, especially right now where we are at in the world. Um, right now it's March, what's the date? 27th, 2020. So if you're listening to this later on, this might not apply, but right now I'm being called to serve and I want to bring you as many resources as I possibly can to help you get through this crazy time in our life. What I do know for sure is that this will pass. I have people that keep asking me, they're like, Brittany, how long do you think this is going to last for? And unfortunately, I do not have a crystal ball. But what I do know for sure is the word impermanence, which means nothing lasts forever. Everything is forever changing, the coming and the going. And that is exactly where we're at right now. So today, I have a very, very special guest, my good friend and OG student, spin student, Melissa McGurgan is joining me today. So Melissa is a marketing and design guru. She is all things creativity, but she also has this other side to her that is going to help you get through any sort of job insecurity that you might be feeling today. So welcome to the show, Melissa. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, Brittany. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I got to give a little intro, but I want you to kind of explain a little bit more about your background and what we're going to be talking about today, and then we'll get into it. Sure. So uh, Brittany was indeed true in saying that I'm a graphic designer and marketing human. Uh, but unexpectedly through my career, I've had a lot of experience with job loss during uncertain economic times. I graduated in 2008, landed my first full-time gig. Uh, and if you know anything about 2008 or 2010, things got a little wacky. And um, within with the first year, I believe I experienced a mandatory furlough along with all my coworkers. And less than a year after that, our entire department was eliminated. Um, so I was faced with being jobless in a down point in the market where hiring freezes were the norm and resources were scarce. And I figured it out on my own somewhat in isolation. And it can be a very isolating experience to, to be jobless, um, to unexpectedly lose your financial stability. And through that, uh, I picked up some, I'll call them strategies, approaches that I think could help anyone else who might be facing this right now or has the fear of facing it within the coming weeks or months. Um, another thing about me is after I landed my next gig, within a year, the entire department was eliminated as well. So 
experiencing um, job loss twice within a 12 month period, I felt it was like a boot camp. Um, the first time it was really personal. The second time I felt far more equipped and ready to take on the challenge. And luckily since then, I haven't experienced um, losing a, a job, but that's not to say that it, it very well might be the reality for a lot of us. And today I'm hoping, Brittany, we can touch on some, I'll call them tips, uh, to help you cope with both the fear and the reality of, of losing your job, whether it be part-time, full-time, or contract work, and give people some actionable steps to manage this extreme amount of stress and uncertainty that we as a nation are all facing. Mm. Wow. Well, I really like the experience that you have is the best teacher. So you went from the first time to taking it really personal to the second time, which it wasn't personal at all. What would you tell someone that is experiencing those feelings that might be on the verge of losing their job and they're taking it kind of personal? What would you, what would you tell them? Uh, the, the hardest thing to swallow is that it's completely out of your control. Uh, when something as large as economic distress um, occurs, businesses are forced to make decisions that aren't decisions they want to make. And unfortunately, people are one of those pieces that can become disposable. So as much as you can separate your own worth from a decision that an entity is making that affects you, try to do it. Um, it will hurt. It will be emotional. You will feel stress, fear, shame, self-doubt, anxiety, all of these vulnerable emotions wrapped up at one time. And those emotions will pass, much like you mentioned earlier, but those emotions are, already, are, are definitively real. And so experiencing them, allowing them to pass, processing, um, and shifting the mindset to a forward-facing one, where you are capable of making some tangible actions, whether it be preventative or um, reaction because a decision has already been made, that's where you can spend your time and energy to get you moving forward to your, to your next step in your next chapter. Because being able to look forward is a place of hope, whereas reflecting back or kind of sitting in a stew of vulnerability can really deplete. Um, your motivation as well as your self-worth, which is the thing that you need to protect. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not really taught how to manage these types of situations, right? Like we're not really prepared until you, you go through it. So if you're faced with some sort of life-changing event crisis, like we are all in right now, what, what would one do? Like, what are some steps that someone could do that would help alleviate that, that stress and anxiety? Yes. Uh, if, you're, if you're facing job loss, um, it feels very, very similar to grief. You are, in a sense, mourning, mourning the death of, of your career, something that you've been investing countless hours and uh, sweat equity and thought and care into. And it can create um, a really stressful space. Um, so I have a, a list of tips 
some a bit more complicated than others on how you can navigate this type of situation because Brittany, you're right, you're never taught how to recover from a loss like this. Um, and these tips are ones that I have developed based on my own experience. So please know that these are unique to me and may not all be applicable, but I'm hopeful that you can take something away from them. Mm, awesome. So let's break down these tips then. Yes. So there's eight, which I know is a long list, but luckily we all have a lot of time these days on our hands. So you have, can sit down and really soak in this podcast. Grab your pen, grab your pen and paper. If you don't have pen and paper, don't worry. All of these tips will for sure be in the show notes. Yes. And you can listen to this over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if, if you're so inspired, share it with a friend. <laughs> So the first tip I have is to give yourself space. And I touched on this a bit earlier. Um, Granting yourself the space to process what has happened to you is imperative. In addition to your income and career being wiped away or the fear of it disappearing. um, And if you're listening to this right now in late March of 2020, um, we're in an unprecedented time, um, both globally and nationally, that's adding to this uncertainty. Um, So if you take some time to reflect perhaps you'll journal, um, or just sit and meditate. Coming to terms with your current present and centering yourself to take action on what you can do to work towards your new future is a critical first step. Um, So often we want to just move really fast and start applying to jobs as quickly as possible, but I've personally found that this grounding exercise even if you take 10 minutes to do it, and maybe it's something you do daily for the first week, can help you with setting intentions and being meaningful with your actions. I also hear, Brittany, that you've got some journaling prompts that you've been sharing, um, and perhaps some of those could be helpful um, in the reflection process. Yeah, definitely. We could, uh, I could include that in the show notes as well. Wonderful. So the next tip I have is the scariest one, and that is assessing your finances. And I'll preface this with stating I am not a CPA. I am not a financial planner. What I'm going to share is from my own personal experience, having navigated this blindly um, a couple of years ago. And for expert guidance, I highly recommend reaching out to a professional. And due to the current state of the world, some financial planners are even offering pro bono services right now. And I recommend checking out Financial Planning Association's website or the Foundation for Financial Planning for more information on pro bono services if you um, wish to pursue those. Now moving on into my non-expert advice. Um, Our culture is one that associates a lot of self-worth as well as shame when it comes to talking about finances. Um, This makes this item on this list very challenging. I encourage you to take the fear that you might have around this topic and the shame that you may be feeling and just setting it aside. I'm not saying imagine it's not there or just make it disappear. Simply compartmentalize it temporarily um, as you're going to need to dive in with action on this item to ensure um, your wellness and and safety and well-being, as well as your family members or any other dependents that you have. So I break this process down into three steps. Assess what you have, assess what's coming in, and assess what's going out. 
what you have is what's currently in your account. Um, what's coming in is any final income that might be coming in from the job that has thus passed or other streams of income that you get on a regular basis. And then what's going out, these are your bills. These are our financial obligations, whether it be a credit card to student loan payments, utilities, housing, food. Um, these are all things that you, you have an, a need to be able to meet those needs. Um, and what can be very scary is that the, the unknown is what's coming in in the future. So I suggest taking a look at what's going out and sort them from critical to optional. If anything is optional, meaning you can temporarily um, alleviate it from your obligation list, thus freeing up that potential um, funding to go elsewhere or reducing your outbound, do it. As much as I love um, having in classes, which at the moment are currently on pause or happening in a different realm, <laughs> that is an expense I would not have right now at the moment, or I could alleviate from a monthly budget. Once you have everything organized, and I recommend doing this either physically um, on pen and paper or digitally, if you are a fan of the Google Doc, um, make it visual because it will help you to be able to look at it pragmatically. Um, what we're doing determining whether you've got enough coming in to cover what needs to go out, nor is this estimating how long can you last, even though that is part of this. What you're wanting to now do is look at what doors do you have available to you that you may have never even known were there to open. And for all of your ongoing, um, outgoing expenses, I suggest finding the contact information for all of those companies and or lenders and contacting them. You're going to pick up the phone. You're probably going to sit on hold for a while, but we've got a little bit more time on our hands these days. Mm -hmm. And you're going to talk to a human. And that might seem terrifying if your dominant form of communication is text or social media. But this is a space where you're actually going to use the numbers on your phone and make phone calls. Connect with representatives. Once you have a representative on the line, let them know that in light of this current pandemic, or if it's in the future and if something else has happened and we don't know what it is, nonetheless, you have lost your job unexpectedly. You're experiencing financial hardship and you want to know what options are available to customers experiencing financial hardship. All companies, lenders, have programs and or plans or options for people experiencing financial hardship. Defaulting or non-payment are not your only options. Hmm. And ask them any of the following questions if these inf this information is not volunteered to you, which it very likely will be. But in the event it's not, ask about payment plan options. Ask if you have the ability to be granted a grace period to where you will pay what you owe at a later date and a lump sum. Um, see what might be available to you um, in terms of income-based payment plans, particularly if it's a student loan. Um, seek both temporary long-term options. If you have a utility to where you might be able to lower the cost of your bill, consider that as well. Ask as many questions as you can to find out every single option that you have available to you. You do not have to make a decision right then and there about what you want to pursue. However, um, if you do feel confident in the option that you want to pursue, go ahead and, and lock that one in on the line. Otherwise, give them a call back and tell them what you would like to proceed with.
Mm. Ultimately, companies and lenders want to keep your business. They want to keep you in good standing. You want to keep in good standing. So I'm confident that you can find other options aside from thinking you're going to miss a payment. Mm. Let them know what's going on. And at this time, especially companies are being much more flexible um, and lenient, coming up with more plans and options for people because everybody's in this together. Mm -hmm. um, and take advantage as much temporary relief as you can to get back onto your feet. And once you are in your new position with income coming in at a more steady basis, you can then shift back or maybe have a new normal um, with how you proceed with finances. Hmm. So that one's a big one. Uh, massive. Massive. And so something I want to circle back to what you said in the beginning is looking at your finances. Like that is a scary thing if you know, you're unsure of what's going on. And obviously there's a lot more to it because uh, what comes up is for me is that scarcity mindset and uh, coming from a place of lack and maybe wanting to avoid it because not wanting to go there. So what advice, like what could you tell someone that is in that place of scarcity right now? Because even besides finances, just everything with this crisis, like, you know, toilet paper and food, you know, our, our, our shelves are empty in all of the grocery stores. And like, it's just, there's a scarcity mindset that is like infecting everybody. So what would you tell someone that's in that place right now? If you're telling them to look at their finances and they're, they're scared because of that scarcity mindset. First thing I would say is I've been there. I've been terrified to look at my bank balance. Um, or look at a, a balance on an account. Um, and my advice is, it's, it's a harsh one, it's rip that Band-Aid off and do it. Mm -hmm. The sooner you face it, mm -hmm. the faster you will feel better. Mm -hmm. You will be able to start wrapping the logical part of your mind rather than the vulnerable emotional side around it and problem solve it. Mm -hmm. Look at it like a puzzle to solve. Even think about it as if this was a family member of mine or a friend of mine in this predicament, mm -hmm. how would I want to help them? Mm -hmm. And treat yourself with that same grace and understanding mm -hmm. um, and know that it is solvable. It might be a very complex solution that's a long one, mm -hmm. but it is solvable. And the sooner you do it, the, the sooner it will feel better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I always love that, that thought process of like, okay, how would you, how would you help a friend through this? Like what support would you give them? Give that same support to yourself. I also, I think to the, the practice, obviously, you know, probably not going to be surprised I say this, but gratitude, <laughs> um, because gratitude really helps you focus on the abundance in your life. So even if your bank account is a little bit scarce and it's scary and it's causing that anxiety, looking around and being like, okay, well, at least I have a house over my head right now. And at least I have, you know, a family that's healthy. And you can kind of go into that place as well, even if it takes you away from focusing on the money and really looking at the bigger picture. So yes, absolutely. Okay. So we have, yeah, and we'll, what's up? 
Oh, I was going to say, and we're actually going to touch on some of that later as well. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> we're, <laughs> on the same page. we're always on the same page. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So what is the next? So we talked about assess your finances and we talked about yes. give yourself some space. What's next? Mm-hmm. Well, I actually have a little bit more about finances that oh. I want to make sure I squeeze in. Yeah, Sorry. Sure. It's a long oh, you're, one. You're this fine. Is, this is, this is a really, in my opinion, silver lining. Um, to the current state that we're in. Um, and that is to look into assistance programs. So the one that we're probably most familiar with is our unemployment insurance, which is state run. Um, and if you have lost your job and you have not already filed for unemployment, prioritize that one to number one on the list. Get that application in. Um, the benefit that you would receive from that in terms of some financial um, income coming in will arrive to you in a form of a debit card or a direct deposit or a check. You get to choose. And the sooner you get your application in, the sooner it's processed and that relief can potentially come to you. The, very, uh, the amount will vary by the state you reside in. Um, but if you're listening right now, in, in March of 2020, there is a, a um, we'll call it a, an opportunity on the horizon that those benefits might be increasing um, pending some federal legislation that is currently being considered in the works. Um, so that relief could thus become broader, more expansive, and reach a greater population, which is a good thing. In addition to unemployment, there are organizations and foundations and programs specifically designed to give relief to people facing um, financial hardship. If you are one of the people who's been affected um, in the service industry, um, such as hospitality, working in a restaurant, there are specific nonprofits and organizations that provide financial resources to you. Some of them that I want you to know about, and I'll also make sure we include in the show notes, are Another Round, Another Rally, the USBG National Charity Foundation, and the Restaurant Workers Community Fund. All of them provide financial resources to those who have been impacted by the current pandemic. If you are in the non-service industry, non-hospitality industry, jump on Google, search relief program, your name of industry or your type of work. See what's out there. These things are often kind of hidden. We don't know about them on the forefront and make sure you're taking advantage of them. If you are a small business owner, um, there are also programs similar to this for your business that is facing financial hardship at this time. Um, being a small business owner right now, I think, is a um, massive challenge mm -hmm. because you have the um, well-being of your employees plus the burden of maintaining your operation and your financial obligations as well and wanting to be able to rebound when you're allowed to open your doors if you're business has been um, forced to close. Um, so some programs that I want to make sure our small business owners know about are the Opportunity Fund, the SBA Disaster Assistance Program, Kiva, and for those in Arizona, Local First Arizona Small Business Relief Fund. And then we have some businesses, some big ones out there like Facebook and Amazon who also provide relief um, to small businesses. Mm. Some of these programs are grants. Some are loans, some are lines of credit or fundraising opportunities with gift matching options. Um, but nonetheless, there's more out there now than there ever has been before. Um, and take the time to investigate those before moving on to the next, to the next step. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for 
providing that information, I did not know that those resources existed. Did you use any of those when you were going through this? Or was this kind of something when round two came around, you kind of started doing more research and just having these resources in your tool belt? Great question. Um, the first time I experienced job loss, I did apply for and qualified for unemployment. Um, there were weeks where that was that was the only thing coming in the door, and I wouldn't have made it without it. Um, and I was very proud to no longer need it as well once I received a job and knowing that that resource was available to others. Mm -hmm. Upon my second time, I was lucky enough to not have to be able to rely on that um, as I had some savings that I was able to rely on and my, my gap between employment was a little shorter. Um, and I was not aware of these relief programs, um, both for small businesses, or for individuals and these are ones that I've simply found in the last week um, and was inspired to, to go and look for them because I've seen so many of my friends colleagues and associates be in a really scary space and I want to be able to um, make sure that they know that these resources are out there mm, that's so awesome thank you thank you for doing that um, and just the fact that you did that to help others in your life just says so much about you so Thank you for doing that. That's awesome. Oh, you're welcome. Brittany. Uh, <laughs> There's probably hundreds more out there that, that I yeah. wasn't able to find. Um, yeah. And, um, We'll share them if you find right. them. If, yeah, I will. And if anybody listening has other resources that we didn't mention, share them and I will make sure that um, I add them to the, the list and the resource list. Uh, how long, like how does unemployment benefits work? Like how long do you receive it for? There is a limit on the number of weeks that you can consecutively receive it. It varies by state. So I don't want to, to give a specific, mm -hmm. um, and the amount that you receive per week also varies by state and typically is based upon your salary upon the job that you lost at a certain percentage. Mm -hmm. um, now with this potential relief package that could be coming through as well, those amounts may increase. Um, but in terms of how it works, you complete the application, the um, state, usually it's the governor's website, will state what materials you need to have with you prepared or ready at hand to complete the application. The application is online. Um, you submit it. You receive a confirmation that it's been submitted by email. It's processed. You'll receive notification if you were approved or denied electronically as well. Um, and you will provide information on how you wish to receive the benefit um, and then it will either start dropping into your account on a schedule um, after that or being cut as a check or placed on a debit card however you choose to receive the benefit mm -hmm. there is some maintenance required um, you are required in the state of Arizona to log into the portal weekly and report out on your job search efforts as well as if you've received any um, income whether it be project-based or unexpected or severance um, as those amounts can impact impact the amount that you qualify for that week mm -hmm. um, so know that there is maintenance required you are expected to be searching for a job and providing evidence of how many jobs you're searching for potentially or going to even some um, career coaching workshops that the state hosts so know that it's not just an application and you're done but it is very easy to use from my perspective in the maintenance piece because you can do it online um, and do it from the comfort of your home mm. 
Okay. So as of yesterday, 3.3, what was it? 3.3 billion? Million. 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 Well, 3.3 million Americans filed for unemployment benefits last week. So of those 3.3 million, how many do you think will, will get the, the benefit? That is also a good question. And I honestly can't answer it because it has so many factors contingent. Um, if your application is incomplete, um, if it's missing a piece of data or data is entered incorrectly, that can impact whether it is awarded or not. I'm fortunate in that the, the one time I applied, I was approved and received it um, as they were able to verify that I was no longer employed by my employer um, and had had record of doing so. Um, so I don't know. I hope they all get it mm-hmm. because every little bit helps. Um, and unemployment is one piece of, of that assistance that in a time of crisis can can really make a difference. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Well. We have the give yourself space, assess your finances, look into assistance programs. Uh, what's, the, mm-hmm. what's the next next tip? The next one's far simpler than any of the two that I that I previously <laughs> described. Um, and this one probably doesn't come as a surprise, but it might seem very difficult to do, especially when you're experiencing high stress. And that is to polish up your resume. So take time to sit down and update your resume. Update it with your most recent work experience. Make sure that um, all of your skills and talents and software proficiencies are represented. Double check it for typos. um, And feel free to share it with people that you trust um, and value their opinion. Share it for simply just feedback and proofreading, making sure it's error-free, but they also might um, have some recommendations that you might not have thought on on your own. Um, So that's another one that luckily is not as taxing as the others. Right. And that's something too, even if you don't have job insecurity right now, I think it's always a good best practice just to polish up on your resume, just in general, to be proactive in case something does happen or you're just ready for something different. Yes. It allows you to be able to move quicker Mm -hmm. um, should should you need to. And a parallel to your resume is also ensuring that your LinkedIn profile complements it mm-hmm. and that there isn't a discrepancy between the two. So mm-hmm. you can absolutely do that as a, a preparatory method for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, what's next? Next, this one dovetails nicely with the one prior, and that is reaching out to your network. Mm-hmm. As hard as it might feel to be vulnerable and tell people that you've lost your job and that you're in a big space of uncertainty. Your network is your biggest asset. Um, This includes your family, your friends, former coworkers, both from your most recent job as well as prior jobs, as well as colleagues and community members. I recommend contacting them one-on-one. This isn't a mass email that goes out or mass text or group text. Um, Contact them one-on-one. For professional contacts, I suggest email or LinkedIn. And when you contact them, you're going to let them know that you've recently lost your job. And if it is due to the impact of our current pandemic, feel free to mention that as that will give some common ground um, to the person you're writing to. Let them know that you're looking for work. 
you're looking both for temporary and long-term at this point. And you would greatly appreciate any referrals or updates they have about job openings, whether it be within their own company or within their network. State that you're open to contract work and temporary jobs, if indeed you are. And while you continue to search for your permanent gig, um, you would appreciate any any support that they could give, attach your resume and thank them for um, their support. Mm. This um, message we're going to include as a template. So mm. you can just copy and paste it, modify it. Um, mm. So it takes some of the difficulty out of, of sending out this message to, to your network. Awesome. Yeah. Cause that's half the battle, yeah. right? That's, that's the resistance is reaching out because we as human beings have a hard time asking for help, even in a crisis, right? Like we don't want to come off weak. We don't want to share, you know, vulnerabilities, but that's what connects us all, especially with what we're going through right now. So I think that having a template just to copy and paste and obviously make fitting to someone else's language um, and personality, that's awesome. Yes, happy to provide that. And this is also a great time if the people you're reaching out to, one or two of them, maybe three, you would like to list as a reference in a future job application to add that ask in there as well. Mm -hmm. um, so asking them if they would be willing to serve as a reference for you as you apply to new jobs in the future, collect their personal, or not their personal, their professional contact information. Mm -hmm. And then I highly suggest sending them periodic updates on your progress. Mm -hmm. Be proactive with what you share with them. Let them know what positions you've listed them as a reference for if they've agreed to be a reference. This will help them be able to sing your praises um, at the drop of a hat if they receive a call. Yeah. So what about expanding your network digitally? Because yes. I mean, right now I feel like everyone is online uh, and connecting in ways that we've never really connected before on, on a less than a surface level, right? Less than just liking an Instagram uh, photo. So what do you think about expanding your network in the digital world? There is no better time, you are absolutely right, uh, to expand your network digitally. Uh, a space where this is, I think, most easy for people um, is LinkedIn, as that entire social network is designed for professional networking. Um, reach out to people um, if you have the ability to inbox them or find their email on a website, or if you follow them in social media, send them a direct message. Introduce yourself. Say that. Um, you have been following them for a while or that you're in a similar industry or you're aspiring to work at their company one day and you wanted to connect. Keep it short and sweet. And also um, something to keep in mind is your secondary contacts. So these are people who might be connected to somebody you already know. So while searching for a job at a specific company, if you're able to see that you have a direct contact or a contact that will lead you to a contact, ask your contact for an introduction. And this can all happen digitally, um, simply stating that you're interested in an opening that's at a company and you see that they're connected to this person through LinkedIn and would they be willing to facilitate an introduction? Mm -hmm. um, we are spending more time than ever online and 70% of people who get hired at a company already have some form of a contact there. So building your network, milking that network, truly utilizing and leveraging it is going to give you the 
best statistical odds of getting a position that you're passionate about and that you're already um, potentially connected to. Awesome. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So what's, what's next? Well, what's next is the most time consuming part. (laughs) um, And that is actually launching your search. So now that you've done this prep work, um, both in your, your headspace, understanding what needs to happen um, finance-wise, prepping your resume, and starting to utilize your network, you can begin searching for jobs. Um, and it might be really hard to not just apply to as many as you can find. Um, and I actually recommend and the opposite. Here are some tips that I've learned from my own personal experience from job searching that you might want to consider. Um, So when you're in a space of unemployment or uncertainty, um, I suggest creating a daily job application goal. This is the number of applications you set for yourself to complete in a day. Consider keeping it on a smaller scale, um, single digit number. It can feel very stressful um, if you're looking at this from the scarcity aspect, like we said before, Brittany, where you feel unproductive if you're not applying. That is not a good headspace to be in that um, can actually impact the quality of the materials, the quality in which you're searching. I unfortunately was in that space the first time I lost my job and learned the hard way. Oh, I should be more intentional with what I'm doing and I should find ways to help myself feel productive and fulfilled by accomplishing what needs to accomplish, which is applying to jobs, but I don't have to apply to 30 in a day. Mm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Also, um, focus on completing your applications with the same dedication and follow through as you do when you're working a job. Um, so you're, you're treating applying to, for jobs as a job. That's helped me in my brain. I was able to look at things more strategically versus um, emotionally or um, personally, and that helped me manage the tasks and get them out the door and um, feel good about it along the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also suggest creating a cover letter template. This is a template that you can then replicate with each job you apply to. I personally do not advise sending out the same generic cover letter with every single job. Um, But of course, that is an option to you if you wanted to do so. But by creating the template, you're basically creating a a replicated process that you can um, then customize for each of the jobs that you're applying to. Mm -hmm. And once you find a position of interest, I mentioned this earlier, look at your contacts. LinkedIn is a great space to do this. Um, Other social media platforms as well. See if you know anybody who is there. Um, And if you don't but have a secondary connection, um, ask for an introduction and send a a message either to your first-hand contact or to the secondary contact after you've had the introduction. um, Attaching your resume and letting them know that you're interested in an opening Um, or you've already applied to an opening at their company and you wanted to pass along your resume um, as as they're already there. And that one has the potential of getting your resume into another person's hands. Um, And the more people see your materials, the more likely they are to stand out of the pack. And if you have a firsthand account, a firsthand reference, you can, um, in a sense, testify to your work ethic, um, your skill set that's internal to the company, that's a massive advantage. Mm. I also suggest um, 
narrowing your search to positions that have been posted very recently. And this is particularly um, relevant to our current time. So once again, if you're listening to this in end of March, early April, focus on positions that have been posted after the pandemic broke in the U.S. if you're looking at U.S.-based positions. Those positions are more likely to be filled and not closed without hire or absorbed versus positions that were posted earlier that just happen to still be up or still be vacant. And along that, look at industries that are experiencing a boom right now, despite there being a, a lot of uncertainty economically and a lot of industries are hurting. There are a few industries that are having unprecedented demand and they need humans in order to keep up with the demand that they're facing and they're hiring fast and they're hiring in really big numbers. Some of these industries are healthcare and healthcare related fields, delivery and shipping services like Grubhub, Instacart, UPS, FedEx, remote meeting and communication companies. I don't know anyone who doesn't know the word Zoom now, um, <laughs> Black and Asana, cloud-based services for teams that are working remote, such as Box or Dropbox, retail that is focused in food and pharmacy, as those are essentials um, that are still maintaining to operate at this time, Learn online learning companies, also considering online tutoring. We've got a lot of kids who are now homeschool and parents who might be seeking some assistance in that realm. And pending conditions and restrictions um, and whether how much we're social distancing or, or being forced to stay home, um, working for families with school now being a question mark um, for the remainder of the academic year, childcare, um, tutoring in the home are more needed than ever. Mm. Yeah. Those and are, then that's a great, I love, that's such a great list because these are industries that are booming and they probably are hiring in mass amounts because they can't keep up with the demand. Yes. And there is a demand. It's not as if there isn't one. And many companies are also more open to remote working than they've ever been before. Mm -hmm. Because frankly, that curve has been flattened. That mm -hmm. is one of our curves. That has been That's flattened. One of, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's possible. So, it is possible to work from home. I do think this is going to change so many things in society for the better. Um, but yeah, that's that's so it's so true. You you yeah. had mentioned um, earlier. Uh, grant funded positions. Can you explain a mm -hmm. little bit more what that is? Sure. Um, so something to consider when looking at positions, um, especially if you're in a space of urgency, meaning we need to get, get some income in quickly. Some things to consider um, that you may not have normally considered if doing a voluntary search are part-time roles, contract roles, and grant funded positions. So despite there being a um, we'll just call it a, a lot of uncertainty in the economic world. There are a lot of programs and offices and businesses, um, whether they be nonprofit or for-profit government agencies that receive grant funding. And those grants have already been awarded, which means the funding is there for these grant associated positions. Some of them might only be a position valid through the close of the term of the grant, but these companies still need positions to um, fulfill the duties of those grants. So don't be scared of a grant funded position in this time. It's kind of like the other, other side of the world. Those actually might be more stable than a typical salary position. Cool. So if someone was interested, would they just search 
grant funded and then go from there. You could keyword search grant funded. You could also um, take a peek in the actual job descriptions. Um, normally there's a section on salary and most organizations will disclose whether it's grant funded or not in the duration of the grant. Okay. So you can have an idea of, okay, is there four months of funding? Is there two years of funding? Mm -hmm. And often companies, organizations, if they bring somebody in on a grant and they have the intention of renewing the grant um, or wanting to pursue the grant, uh, it's possible that those positions can continue and or evolve or grow with organization. Mm, okay, cool. I never, I didn't know that that was an option either. I'm learning so much. Thank you, Melissa. Oh, yes, no problem. Um, they're far more com common in um, nonprofit spaces as many nonprofits seek grant funding to help supplement their revenue um, or create new offerings or programs. Um, so it might be more common in, in those spaces. Okay. So are we ready for our next one? Yeah, this this is this is probably one of my favorite. I <laughs> I love the word side hustle. My husband laughs at me because even no matter what, like if I have one job, I like go crazy. I love to have multiple streams of income. Like I just love having a side hustle and he's always like you only need one job. And I'm like, "No, I don't. I love to have multiple. So I'm excited that we get to talk about this today because I think this is probably the most exciting part of this whole, um, this whole process. Yes, um, it, it can be. And this is one that I, I learned through experience. And I'm much like yourself, Brittany, in that having only one stream of income is not satisfying. Mm -hmm. It also, in my opinion, is, is a nice safety net exactly. um, in the case one shifts or not. Mm -hmm. um, and the beauty of our, our current economy, although a little uncertain at this time and having had some shifts, is that there's far more opportunity now than there, there was you mm -hmm. know, five or 10 years ago in this space. So the next tip is to create new streams of income. These can be small streams. These can be one-time streams. These can be sustained. Um, it's kind of up to what you want to explore. So I challenge you to get creative. Think about what you can monetize that you already have or you're already capable of doing. Um, so with us all being uh, homebound for, for the near future at this time, um, looking to sites, um, platforms like Fiverr and TaskRabbit where you can advertise your skills and services, put a price on it and make it available for purchase. Mm -hmm. um, you can work remotely for other businesses or organizations or um, small organizations businesses and people. Um, you never know what might come out of it. Um, but the best way to figure out, well, what exactly can I, can I monetize? Go on sites like Fiverr and TaskRabbit and look at what people are advertising. Look at what they're making available um, for people to purchase. And um, as of now, see what you can do remotely. Um, some examples of, of skills that people do contract out on a somewhat regular basis. Um, include being a digital executive assistant, so task managing for others uh, remotely, transcribing, um, ghostwriting, editing, if you're savvy with video, video Photoshop, writing, um, anything that can be done in an office ultimately can be done, done online. It's just whether someone's open to, to it being there or not. So think about what you've done in prior work, compartmentalize those, package them up, 
and make them available for people to um, hire you. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also advertise your skills to your network. Once again, we're leaning back on that network, letting people know not only that you're looking for work, but that you're also available to help with X, Y, and Z. Um, you might get some bites within your own network, and it costs zero dollars mm -hmm. to share within your existing network. Um, and despite the downturn of our economy, people are still buying, they're still purchasing. Mm -hmm. So consider selling unused items um, that you have in your home or items that are not critical to, to your daily life. Right now, workout equipment, workout clothing, kitchen appliances and electronics are in gaming consoles are in more demand than they've ever been before <laughs> because we're all at home. Mm -hmm. um, so consider sites like eBay, Poshmark, um, Facebook Marketplace, OfferUp, and the, you know, the OG Craigslist mm -hmm. as ways of advertising what you have for available. You can do an, a no no contact drop off or pick up or taking something to the post office because our post office is still still in operation um, and it's likely that you're you're uh, I am forgetting the what we would even call them your post office person your pickup person <laughs> they come to your house every day. They can pick postman up your you don't even have postman to leave. Yes, I just postman. saw the postman post person Post, oh yeah, whatever. What a post person. Yeah. Uh, yes, this is amazing for so many different reasons. First, my so in my past job, I hit a ceiling, and I basically was told that I wasn't going to be able to make any more money than I was, and I just wasn't. I was like, well, that's not what I. That's I don't believe that. I don't agree with that. So I actually started a side hustle. And now the side hustle is what I do full time. So you never know when one door closes or you hit a ceiling and your head is poking out of the ceiling and you think that there's nowhere to go. Sometimes when you create your own path, something even more amazing happens. And I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I wouldn't have this podcast. I wouldn't be coaching. I wouldn't have Silver Lining Wellness as my business uh, if, if it wasn't for that, that ceiling that I hit. So sometimes I know in these situations, it seems uh, like that cards are against you. You feel like the rug has been pulled beneath you. You're not valued and whatever it is, but sometimes that's exactly what you need to take that next step because that's exactly my experience. And I know I'm not alone in that. Uh, and then going back to, you mentioned digital, uh, executive assistant. Um, I have a virtual assistant shout out Katie, uh, and she's changed my life and she is was super remote because she was working in Austria and I was here. Now she's in Alaska, but uh, that service, she's amazing at what she does. She's super organized. She stays on top of things. She's phenomenal. And if you have skills like that, if you're organized and you like organizing for other people and you like collaborating with someone, that is such a phenomenal position. I cannot stress that enough. Like being a virtual assistant is freaking genius and life-changing. So those are, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> How'd you find her, Brittany? Um, you know, we connected in Arizona a long time ago. She used to live here and, uh, then we just stayed connected via, uh, Instagram, social media. And I, I don't remember exactly how we made that connection. I think her name was like Katie, 
Katie J VA. Um, and, and I had just been in the conversation of how I needed to hire an assistant because I was in over my head and I miss collaborating. Like I'm a collaborator. I have to work with other people. I thrive in collaboration and working by myself for a year was really hard. And I could tell that that little piece was missing. So I saw that she did that and I reached out and we got on a call and I was like, we didn't even need to get on a call. I was going to hire her regardless because that's, I just knew that's what I, I needed. Uh, so yeah, digitally digital network. There you go. Yeah. So love that. This, this is the, what this, this one lights me up the most, as you can tell, I get very excited about this kind of stuff because you just don't know what's possible for yourself until you do it. You know, it's like, sometimes we're in this, this mindset of like, climbing the corporate ladder or doing what's next because that's what we think we're supposed to do. But when you start creating your own path, like that's how you find your purpose. I know we can have a whole different conversation on that. So I'll save that for another day. But instead of like looking at this as, you know, this dead end feeling, it's actually so much opportunity and possibility. And I, it it lights me up. Um, I'm in that conversation with a couple of clients right now. And I'm just like, Oh, like, do you see the possibility ahead of you? It's like the horizon is so wide now. So it's just, it's an awesome place to be. And I, I I can say that from my own experience being so terrified, um, to quit my comfortable full-time job to pursue a passion and my purpose. And while it's the hardest thing I've ever done. It's so rewarding and I wouldn't change it for anything. Hooray. Hooray. Uh, okay. Yeah. What's the, what's the last one? The final one, uh, our very, very long list. Um, and cool. this one might seem counterintuitive, um, but I, I can't stress this one enough. And that's to find moments of fulfillment in your everyday. Hmm. When you are experiencing great stress, great uncertainty, um, it might seem unproductive or counterintuitive to pause and actually do something that has no purpose but to bring you joy or happiness or reward. But the value is so worth it. Um, Many of these things cost nothing. Some of them could include um, taking a walk, talking to friends, drawing, organizing, reading, exercising, putting an outfit together, doing your makeup, whatever it is that you can find some, some brief escape um, happiness with, um, do it daily. Mm -hmm. And when you do it, focus on it, Mm -hmm. be present in it, Mm -hmm. cast aside any of those distracting thoughts that slow fly um, straight into your to your mind and reap all the benefits while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You deserve to feel happiness, even if it's just for a few moments mm-hmm. while you're experiencing great change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able to do this um, not in the first time I lost my job, but the second time, and it made such a difference. Um, and I found something that I could do every day that that was a place where I had some creativity, I had a, a sense of control, and it was just for me. Mm. Um, so that's my my final recommendation. Uh, that's obviously my now that's my new favorite. 
Well, I'm glad. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure you're surprised. Uh, I mean, it's true. I think choosing something that brings you joy and just focusing on it and being fully present in it, even if it's for a moment. And it's a skill, like that's a practice. So the more you do it, the more it'll become natural into your everyday life. Is that what is anchoring you during this time of uncertainty? Because I'm sure like, you know, third time around, this is, you know, this crisis is going, going down and I'm sure it might open up some old wounds, right? Like just like the emotions that come with this, like the place that the world is in right now. So is this your practice that kind of helps you through it? Or do you have other resources for yourself personally that, that help you? Um, this in terms of finding tiny moments of, of fulfillment is now completely routine for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not saying that to minimize it, but I'm saying this carried over mm-hmm. after I landed a job and has continued to carry over. Mm-hmm. I might not be able to be as diligent of doing it daily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I do lean on this mm-hmm. anytime that I'm experiencing um, stress or potential crisis mm-hmm. because it is um, therapeutic. Mm-hmm. And um, in terms of uh, potential wounds that are being reopened right now, um, I'm definitely heightened. Um, my, you know, antennas are up a little higher. <laughs> but I have to say, having gone through it before, I feel feel far more, I can't, I, maybe the word's confident, maybe the word's just ready, mm-hmm. ready for change. Uh, and knowing that it it will be solvable. I just don't know how or when. Um, and the other thing I do is I want to help people experiencing this for the first time mm-hmm. um, because I didn't have that. And if I can, you know, make it a little bit easier for somebody, then that that also gives me more fulfillment and joy as mm. well. Oh, well, you definitely did by hopping on this episode with me and sharing all of these amazing tips and resources and wisdom. So thank you for doing that. And I, I'm so on the same page with you, especially when you're, if, if you're feeling like off or down about yourself, like being able to serve and instead of focusing on me, focusing on we and how you can help other people, it's like you can't, you can't be in that place for long because when you're focusing on helping someone else, there, it's impossible to be wrapped up in your own stuff. So I love, love, love that you mentioned that because that is ultimate fulfillment. Uh, I have one more question before we wrap up this episode. Um, And I don't know if you've been in this position before, but what if you are the manager or the executive that has to lay off people? Um, Have you had that experience Um, before? Good question. And yes, I have. Um, so one of the complications of my, my first layoff was then I had to extend the same message to my team and it's, it's a gut punch. It is, it is so hard. Um, but being, my recommendations are be direct, be transparent and, um, extend empathy. 
mm-hmm. um, try to uh, extend the any comfort that could be helping you at that time. And sometimes there isn't anything that will help. Um, offer them uh, an ear to listen um, or point them to resources if you have the ability to gather them or if they're provided um, in, in a space. And let them know that you want to help them get to their next thing and that you wish that this wasn't the reality, but it is. And keep in contact with them. Um, if, if you're a small business owner, I imagine you would only want to bring your, not only, but you would want to bring them back um, if you have the ability or capability to. Um, if you're not the small business owner, you might have the ability to bring them on and down the road later on in your career when you're potentially with another employer or, or in another position in life. Um, I personally maintain contact with many people that I've worked with or um, have had the luxury of being able to hire in the past. And I personally advocate for them and want to help them however I can get to wherever they're going, um, whether it's with me or without me. Um, So that's my advice. Um, I I wish there was a, here's the the easy answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, I, you know, that human experience being in it together, the empathy, I think that's everything. and it's like probably it's probably one of the hardest things that those managers have to do. Um, but again, like this situation is so unique because it, it is like we're all in this together. So it doesn't discriminate on any sort of demographic, any sort of type of person. Like it is a human problem and we're in it together. So I think that that's where we really get to strengthen that empathy muscle. Awesome. Yeah. We're flexing it hard these days. We are flexing it hard. Oh, so good. Well, this was amazing. So much great information. Like I said, this will be in the show notes. If someone wanted to reach out to you and ask, you know, some more specific questions to what they are going through, how can they find you? Great question. And I welcome, I welcome, um, unsolicited questions. Um, happy to connect. Uh, if we want to connect professionally, find me on LinkedIn. Melissa McGurgan is my name. Um, we can add that to the show notes. And then you're also welcome to connect with me on Instagram. I will warn you, I'm not much of a poster, but I do love to consume on that platform. <laughs> um, my handle is Viking in Heels, and we'll add that in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 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 Okay. So last question. What, if I surveyed your friends and family, what would they say your superpower is? Getting things done. Getting things done. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you. I think you that's so- it. At least today. At least today, you get it done. Well, thank you so much, Melissa, for your time again, for sharing your wisdom and your experience. I appreciate you so much. And for all those listening, we will have, we have a little bit, we have a a goodie for you, a little, um, a gift. So Melissa, using her beautiful design skills, is going to put all this information into a full 
full-blown comprehensive guide, including that email template that you can use to reach out to your network. So make sure you head on over to the show notes. There will be a link to sign up and download it. And uh, make sure you sign up for that too, because we're going to be sending out some some stuff later on, some exciting announcements in the future kind of related to this topic. So you want to be the first to know what we're up to. We will send those uh, updates a little bit later on. But yeah, that's it. Thank you, Melissa, so much. This was awesome. You're very welcome. Thanks, Brittany. Whoa. So much juicy wisdom nuggets in that episode. I hope you two took two. I hope you took notes. And if you didn't, it's all good. Go back and listen a couple times. And if you're not feeling job insecure, I'm so happy for you. But maybe there's someone that is, and maybe this episode will help them. Either way, pass it along, share this message, because now more than ever, people need to know that help is out there. There's resources out there. And we got you. So we have put together this great little resource for you to download. So make sure you head on over to the show notes and sign up and download your resource today filled with everything that we talked about and then some. Um, And if you are feeling lost in this and you're still unsure um, what the best next step is to do, reach out. You can reach out to me. You can reach out to Melissa. I'm hosting another free group coaching call on Friday at noon. I just want you to know that you're not alone and I am here for you. You do not have to go through this stuff alone. I got you. Seriously. Take advantage of these resources. It's okay to reach out. Okay, that's it. Until next time, love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine. Because you, my friend, you are so worthy of it. I'll catch you next time.